Mike. Yeah? It's good to be back. It is. It's been three weeks since I've had water. Uh, so finally, we are able to come onto the podcast, and I can drink to my heart's content. What are you talking about? Did you not have water the past two weeks that I'm, we've done the show? I'm only allowed to drink water while we were recording the podcast, and since Joe was here la- uh, last week, I felt self-conscious about my drinking. You know, you could also drink water outside of the podcast. That's what like a free thing that you can do. What? Yeah, there's a thing called tap water that you can that you can drink. Oh, no, no, that's a tab. You have to put put it on your tab. No, I don't think that that's what that <laughs> means at all. I feel good. It's this podcast. It's the weekly undertaking. Welcome back. We I've lost my rhythm. Alex has clearly uh, been workshopping that five that the uh, tight five for a while now. No, you need no. to you need to uh, work on that one a little bit. No. But yes, thank you for joining us on the weekly undertaking. This is the sh- the podcast where we do weird things every week and talk about them. And I'm Alex, and that's Mike. That's right. I forget if we named ourselves. Well, here we go. For for those listening, this is not any different for you but for us this has been a couple weeks since we actually recorded yeah and the last time we recorded joe was here and that basically didn't count as what do you mean that didn't count it was so different from all the others yeah because we had a third person here keeping us in check which means i didn't have to think as much i will say keeping us (laughs) in all the people that keep us in check that was also the most chaotic episode we've done in a very very long time it was a lot of fun it was it was was a a lot of fun it's just it's hard to to kind of come back to things because I mean, I don't know about you. I I've had a really chaotic two weeks. I went to Disney World. You sure did. And then I also just had a regular life. <laughs> yeah, what's that like? I don't know. It's it's weird. It's it's confusing. I, I But Disney World was cool. Yeah, tell us about Disney World. Yeah, cuz that is something to do. And I mean, it kind of fits cuz this week we're talking about old stuff and Oh the- yeah, what was let's, let's might as well read the challenge card while we're at it. Uh did you put it back in the bucket? I don't think so. Okay, well, regardless, the challenge this week was to uh, consume media from before the, what was it, 1950s? 1960s, 1960s. I think we decided on. I did before the 1950s. Well, it, whatever. It, which is also, fun fact, also before the 1960s, so <laughs> it still checks out. Wow! Yeah. Um, I guess you're right with yeah. that, Mike. Wow, that's, that's so, terrible. But anyway, Disney World is more of a modern establishment. Well, now it is, but I mean, it has a lot of... Well, the Disney franchise has a lot of history to it. Yeah, it does. Um, I did spend the week uh, watching some old Disney cartoons, such as, of course, the famous Steamboat Willie. I did I did also, actually. Yes. Uh, and we'll talk about that. But first, I have to tell you all about this incredible thing. Have you heard of it? It's called Star Wars. Uh, Star, no, please, Star Wars Land. Please. What's it called? Wait, Star Wars Land? Whatever. The, That's what they named it? No. They, the, oh, crap, how do I say this? In Hollywood Studios, in Disney World, there's a new section um, where there's like Star Wars. It's like a planet from Star Wars, and it's a canon place. Oh, cool. In the Star Wars universe. So Earth and, is now canon? No. So, I think the planet so is. That, that spot. It, just pick it up and put it in a galaxy far, far away. The planet is called Beck 2, I think. Okay. Um, and when, is, it, is it Galaxy's Edge or is Galaxy's, Galaxy's Edge? Galaxy's Edge. That's what it's called. It's, no, that's not the ride, right? That's what the name of the area that's is? That's the name of the area. That's okay. where you go. There's a cantina. There's a sort of like an array of like backstreet shops, which is like it looks like from the All movie. Right. It's crazy. It's awesome. Um, you can make your own lightsabers. I couldn't because they were f- full in reservation. But I really Wait, what do you to. mean they, they were full in reservation? Because you can only 
you have to like go like make a reservation do it oh i see what you're saying and it's like a back room i saw a video of it it looks awesome and like you know you pick out your kyber crystal and you build it slowly from the inside that's pretty freaking cool it's pretty badass i saw some of them too they look really good they're like made of metal i mean they cost like hundreds of dollars they freaking better be dollars that's a lot of money for a lightsaber i was gonna child's toy i was gonna put out for it if i, I mean could've. i would too why would you not yeah but the, the, first of all i also like look disney is cool as but as a company how like they have people lining up to pay two hundred dollars <laughs> for a metal toy all of them adults because no kid has two hundred dollars to their name no it's all it's all old it's all the older people how freaking awesome is that like, i i don't know it's it's magical it really that is, that is an actual word for it um, what was I going to say? Oh, and the thing about it, too, is um, the cast members that work there, they all have to, like, act like they are they work at, like, a planet in Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, we, we were there um, freaking two or three years ago. But No, it was four years ago at this point. Yeah, the two of us went. Yeah, um, but that was before, like, the it actually took yeah, off. This they were th- just kind of building it. <laughs> nice one, took off. This thing oh, only... Oh, yeah, totally intentional. This thing only opened a few months ago, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember like the stormtroopers were walking around. And anybody that had a Jedi T-shirt on, they would like get in, get into. Yeah, they go, they go for them. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy. Um, apparently, if you ask the cast members about where the, you can build your lightsaber, like they'll act like they don't know what you're talking about because lightsabers are contraband in the canon of the world. So you, really? So you have to be like, I'm looking for some scrap metal. <laughs> and they'll point you to like a, a little just shop in the corner. I like the idea of a little six-year-old so excited to buy the, to build I'm their looking own for light. some scrap metal. I have no idea. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like he has to memorize the codes and all <laughs> yeah. that shit. Oh, that, that's actually, that is really cool. It's though. cool. And yeah. then real quick, the rides, um, Smuggler's Run, which is um, where you go in the Millennium Falcon. And it's like basically the world's most expensive video game. Wait, um, really? You actually play? The- you play it. You some two people fly the ship. Two people um, are shooters. Like they shoot. Enemy so ships. you're literally like Han Solo and Chewbacca. Yeah, that's really cool. Well, not in the canon. Like the canon is you're using the Falcon. You're borrowing it from Chewie because this is like after Han dies in Episode Seven, which uh, I won't rip. give a spoiler warning for because that was four years ago. Five. Well, years yeah, ago. no. If you have, if you're not aware of what happens in the Force Awakens, you're not a Star Wars fan. You don't have a right to be mad. Yeah. Yeah. Um. No, and that's cool. And my uh, my aunt's friend got got us to well, allowed us to skip the line uh, of that one. You 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 have people that you know in Disney World, yeah. to make you make yeah. That's that's which which cool. was awesome. And yeah. um, Rise of the Resistance, which is the new one that couldn't open until the ninth movie came out, uh, was unlike any ride I've ever been on. Okay, so spoiler warning for anyone that hasn't seen Episode Nine slash hasn't gone on the ride. I need to know freaking everything that happens on this ride. Okay. Well, actually, I'm I'm not going to spoil anything except... Go to hell. I, the one thing I will spoil is that this ride, the Rise of Resistance, doesn't actually spoil anything in the ninth movie. Then why did they make such a big deal about not opening it till afterwards? I'm not positive. Maybe I just like kind of worked all that knowledge into my head and didn't even consider it spoilers at this point, but okay. there was no mention of really like anything that happened in episode nine. I think canonically it happens before episode nine starts so is it like spoilers for the mandalorian is that what it is no baby yoda doesn't make an appearance <laughs> i don't think so uh-huh. um but this ride it's more like in like a show that you're a part of but it's not a show because it's also a ride 
what is it like the um the simulator that they had before? Sort of. It's uh, and that's still there too. Oh, that's. Pretty and they cool. actually updated that to be um like have episode nine stuff in it too, and that was awesome. That's freaking awesome. Um, but no, this ride is like. It's like first you get on a ship to like go to a different planet and that part's motion a motion simulator but you get captured by a star destroyer and then you go out the door and it's a different pl- you're inside a star destroyer and it's huge and there's like hundreds of stormtroopers standing there watching you and then other things happen that I don't want to spoil too much because this ride is phenomenal. Well, is it like a randomized ride like the other ones? No, it is highly scripted. Oh, okay. Highly highly scripted but they make good use of it. It's like you're in a chase scene from a Star Wars movie. That's pretty badass. Yes. You're running from Kylo Ren and Stormtroopers and other things. It's just so good. It's so good. It's like a 15-minute ride. That's pretty awesome. It's so good. And now I'll stop talking about that because Star Wars came out after the 60s, my friend. When did A New Hope come out? I think in the early 70s, 76 maybe. I'm looking it up. Just if to, I had to guess. Just to see if we can justify... Uh, talking about <laughs> talking it on more this about Star Wars. Star Wars. Definitely not. Uh, new. Ho- Damn it. 1977. Oh, Damn wow. It. I was pretty close. You were pretty close. You were. Look at me. Damn it. Okay. I'm still mad. All right. Well, anyway, our. Freaking, let's talk about the boring stuff. Let's go. All right. Well, hang on. I got to put on my old timey hat. You keep doing these freaking visual bits for a <laughs> podcast, Alex. There we go. He put on, like, a newsies hat. <laughs> uh. Right. They're not going to see this. No, it, it's fun, though. It, yeah, I mean, My voice sounds old-timey it now. Does, it, are you going to like mess with that later in, in no. edit? Okay, well, sure it does, Johnny. Here we go. <laughs> All right, well, tell us about the things that you watched. Let's start with what we both watched of the old-timey uh, Disney cartoons. Sure. Yes. Um, the fuck was it? Steamboat Willie, the one with the beanstalk, which whose name escapes me. Jack and the Beanstalk? Yeah, but it was like Mickey. Mickey and the Beanstalk? Yeah, it was like the one. I, I don't know. I didn't watch that one. I don't know. Uh, other various old Disney cartoons. I um, ended up watching two. I watched Steamboat Willie, and I watched um, the one where Mickey is conducting the band. The band Oh, that concert. one's so good. That was a lot of fun. I know. I didn't watch that one. I also watched um, like Fantasia, but not really. I put it on the background. When was that released? I don't know. Was that, that was that was really high quality? I gotta imagine Fantasia. Okay, I'm looking it up. You're you're searing it. God um, damn it! It heard all that, and now it's not gonna. I'm just gonna type it. In. Uh, yeah, that's probably a better way to spend your time. Um, 1940. Really? Yeah. Apparently, it was. I, I think it was a technical marvel. That got, it had to be because that's a pretty beautiful movie. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Anyway, I only really paid attention during the Sorcerer's Apprentice part. Okay. Um, and then the rest was just on while I was, like, doing other shit. Um, but, yeah, it's a beautiful it's, it's a beautiful uh, work of animation, that one. Okay. As long as hell. Well, compared to the others. Well, yeah, it's like... Mm-hmm. That's one thing that I've noticed about old-timey movies as a whole. They kind of take their time. Yeah. Which is I mean, different. you see the difference even in, like, the movies in the 70s and 80s. Star Wars... Uh, like the original trilogy compared to today's stuff is pretty slow. Yeah, it, they. Um, I don't know what happened. Well, I do know what happened. People get bored easily. Americans as a whole murdered their attention span. Yeah. And everything needs to be happening as soon as possible. Yeah. Every important piece of information needs to be conveyed by a vine, and they just need to be 
Mike, sequential. Vine is so 2014. I hate the fact that you're right. <laughs> I really do. People don't have the attention span for Vine. For six whole seconds? What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that... So like, I hate the fact that you're right. It's like, like for example, Gone with the Wind. Oh, yeah. I, I, did not watch, I did not watch that this week. I almost did. Because I was going to, and then I realized it was three and a half hours long. Yeah. And that movie made... More money compared if you if you're to adjust for inflation, it made more money than Avengers Endgame. Yeah, everyone saw that shit. Yeah, it, literally everybody in the freaking world saw that shit, and there were less people back in 19 whenever when they made Gone with the Wind. Wait, well, there were less people yesterday. Maybe you don't know that okay, because it, there are other people being born. It varies. It varies. Okay, yeah. sometimes a lot more people die in a day, and sometimes more people are born. Trying to a make day. a point that we are. Approaching a skyrocket, we are at a skyrocketing point in human population. Maybe everyone. We don't know how high this goes. People are being born a lot. This is this is irrelevant to the point that I was making. Yes, but <laughs> it but is. It's just like how many other how freaking maybe movies were more expensive back then. I don't know, um, but like to have that movie make so much money and yet it goes at a snail's pace, mm-hmm. and then at the end it's it. The only line that I know from it is, is frankly, my dear, I don't give a yeah. damn. Great I, line. But I feel like if my grandpa was here, he would he would definitely tell me that in those days you could go to a movie for a nickel. Which, um, But how much is a nickel worth? How much is a 1950s nickel worth today? Probably like 20 bucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I'm looking up the year of Gone with the Wind to make sure we, we can legitimately talk with that. Oh, uh, well, you know what? Neither of us We're watched be- it anyway. <laughs> Yeah, it was 1939. Oh, look at that. Um, yeah, based on a 1936 novel. Wow, that's a quick turnaround for a movie. That's ten years. 1939, 1936. That's three years. That's three years. That's a a very quick turnaround for a movie. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, it's probably, it's around the same these days, right? Hunger Mm -hmm. Games, Harry Potter. Well, Harry Potter and Hunger Hunger Games were very, um, specific niches, but I think that, like, Harry Potter must have taken more than three years, because... You have to prove that the informa- that the that the source material actually has enough of a following to justify making a movie about it. I mean, you never know. Maybe the, someone read the someone important read the book really early and was like, "We have to make a movie about this." Maybe you know what? You might be right. You might be right. But anyway, we did not watch Gone with the Wind. I yeah. just know that that's a very slow movie, and it fascinates me that it made as much money as it did. But that is fascinating. I I wish I watched it. I but watched anyway. The Wizard of Oz. You watched The Wizard of Oz? Yes. I've seen that movie more times than I can count, even though I hate it so much. Why do you hate it? Because it's just, I don't know, it's a fantasy novel where nothing interesting happens. Um. Yeah. <laughs> the only interesting part of that movie is when they drop a house on the witch and you don't even get to freaking see it. So <laughs> you, you know see what? the legs. Yeah, exactly. So compare that to Lord of the Rings. Which one am I going to watch? Um. Yeah. Yeah. But also, I mean, it's look, if you were alive back then, that's like the only interesting shit you could watch. That and Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. Which I should have watched this week. I love that guy. <laughs> Charlie Chaplin is pretty dope. Yeah. Um but I forgot about him. <laughs> I don't know. Damn the, it. The Wizard of Oz as a whole just seems to be um I mean, it's a children's novel, so I'm not like actually meaning to criticize it, but it's very simplistic. It's very, you know, the themes are are like bright colors mean good people so much so that 
there's an entire hit smash Broadway musical challenging the premises of the original Wizard of Oz. Oh, I love Wicked. Wicked is so good. I love Wicked. Oh. But, you know, I don't know. So I, I'm, I'm not personally fascinated by the Wizard of Oz. But looking back on it today, what did you think of it? It was fine. I mean, I put okay. it on and it was just like, yeah, I know exactly what happens because I've seen 30 parodies of this movie. Exactly. Um. But uh, and I've seen it before, obviously, because I mean I don't think yeah everyone's seen The Wizard of Oz more times than they can count probably. And I mean it's it's fine. I mean it's just it's a pretty. I mean if it came out today, I don't think people would care too much. What do you mean? Like if The Wizard of Oz, instead of happening all the way back then, released now alongside like stuff like The Avengers and I (laughs) and Harry Potter and other things like that. I don't know about that because kids' movies today are spies in disguise. Oh, yeah, Will Smith and Tom Holland yeah, doing so it's, that. So it's like I think that children, the landscape of children's movies today has just changed so much. Yeah, that's why I'm saying I don't think The Wizard of Oz would be as successful today. Yeah. Oh, that's what you mean. Yeah. Oh, I thought that you were saying that like it could hold its own with the movies today. No, 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 no. Oh, quite the opposite. No, I don't. I think it would kind of get lost in the rubble. If not panned all outright. Yeah, yeah, I think it would just been like, yeah, that was okay. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, because it came out super early. And not only that, it was a technological marvel yeah. of its day. I think it was either Family Guy or The Simpsons who had a Mickey Mouse joke where he was like, my <laughs> my cartoons weren't good. They just came out first. <laughs> Accurate, honestly. <laughs> well, I mean, I will say, well, let's go back to the cartoons that we mentioned but didn't actually talk about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um. I really enjoyed Steamboat Willie and the band concert. Steamboat Willie's so good. It's it's, it's very so, fun. It's so nice. Um, yeah, I think that one of the things that struck me was I didn't realize how sound heavy the the uh, early cartoons. It's really are. orchestral. Yeah, so much so that it it hit me as like, you know those those uh, animations on YouTube that like take a a clip from a podcast and just animate it. Um, yeah, that's a dream of mine to happen to us someday. Yeah, eventually. Do you think this conversation one day would be animated by some weirdo on the internet? I will be very impressed if they find a way to make this conversation entertaining. Mm-hmm. Just remember, future animator, I'm wearing a hat. <laughs> I'm wearing an old Newsies hat right now. And he's also wearing a I Party Naked t-shirt <laughs> over all of that. Oh, God damn it, Mike. Yeah. You messing with the, you messing with the flow? <laughs> I am indeed. Okay. Yeah. Well, have fun with that. And I'm in a chicken costume. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> And we're in the ocean. And we're in the <laughs> underwater in a rocket ship yeah. all at the same time. <laughs> Help. <laughs> um, what were we saying? Oh, yes. Yeah, so it hit me. It was like that. I it see it felt like I don't know if this is true or not, but it felt like the song existed first, and Walt Disney and his animators uh, animated to the orchestra bits because there really was not a lot of voice acting outside of Mick, Donald Duck occasionally going like that's it that was a nice try I did my best <laughs> <laughs> that, that's gonna be fun to watch I mean maybe but also I, I wouldn't even know about that because I mean at the point where I think that um the 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 Mickey orchestral cartoon whatever yeah. it's called came out. I think they've been they were doing animations for like a while at that point. Really? Because before that came like the Steamboat Willie stuff and before that came Oswald and then there was a whole shit with that where he got taken. Well, Oswald just didn't do well, right? He did okay. I think he did okay. Did he? Yeah, because and I think I thought that was the entire point of Mickey's paintbrush or whatever that game was called. Epic Mickey. Epic Mickey. No, the whole point of it was I I think what had happened was 
Like, I don't think he did particularly incredible, but I think it was, like, legal shit, and another company oh. acquired him. And, and then look, Disney bought bought him back in, like, 2005. And you know what? Ever since then, Disney's been screwing people over legally ever since. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's their comeuppance. Our company overlords. <laughs> um, wow, they can hold a big grudge over a rabbit. They, what? Because what? Oswald was a rabbit. Oh, Oh, he, yeah. He, he I was guess the he, lucky rabbit. I guess he kind of was. That was his whole thing. Well, you he know what? He was Oswald the lucky rabbit. I didn't fucking watch Oswald cartoons this week, Alex. Neither did I. Well, then why are we talking about Big him? Epic Mickey was fun. It was. It was a good game. Ah, I found it the other day, and I was like, oh. And then I looked up the soundtrack and listened to it, and I was like, that's good. <laughs> I almost played it, because it kind of does like scratch that old cartoon niche. It does. Um, or itch. Um, both work. But uh, then I couldn't find batteries. Well, that's that's upsetting. So that ended. But but regardless, I, know, I attention I, spans. I uh, it was so yeah. It was it was a weird. It was a silent movie, silent cartoon. Still had a lot of the um, uh, playfulness of Charlie Chaplin, like we mentioned earlier. Yeah, like how Charlie Chaplin was all physical comedy and would like get really cocky, and then something would would knock him down. I also love that. They filmed, I think they filmed at 12 frames a second, but then they played it back at 24, so everything was kind of fast. Is that what they did? I, it was something like that, where the cameras kind of like, like, they filmed at a different frame rate and played at a different frame rate. I'm not sure exactly what happened, but it made everything kind of look fast and, like, kind of more animated. That's fascinating. It is. Yeah. It is. Like, the way they did movies in the early days are just like, it's kind of how kids, like, do movies today. What do you like, mean? Because, like, the limited technology you have when you're starting out. Mm, I like, see what you're saying. When we were kids, we just had, like, Movie Maker and a camera. Obviously, we didn't use, like, film. Well, yeah, Charlie Chaplin didn't have Movie Maker. No, but what I'm saying is the ideas of are, are very simple where in back then they would, like, to make a person appear, they'd literally go to the film and cut it out and then, like, oh. stitch it together. And, like, you would do something like that in Movie Maker, whereas if you have – a little more experience, as I think I do, <laughs> I would just be able... I would able hope to, so. You have a degree in this. Yeah, I would just be able to, like, animate uh, a little, like, smoke and, like, change it up a little bit so it looks real, quote-unquote. Even though it absolutely, it absolutely is not But there's, real. like, a fine art to the way it was done, which I, I think can still always be appreciated. That's true. And there's an air of realness to those types of films where... They managed to do, like, the impossible things, like the original King Kong, mm -hmm. even though that was, like, it's it's claymated and clay clay animation, stop motion, it, It's and it's obviously, like, not a real thing, but there's a bigger appreciation for it because it wasn't as, like, obvious what you can do. Mm -hmm. It was like, you had to think outside the box, how do you get a giant ape to appear on the movie screen? You can't, you know, just do that digitally. That's right. not, like, the obvious solution that you have today. And you don't have, like, 100,000 amazing animators that you're going to force to work overtime to get it done in time. Well, Disney eventually did that, too. Well, yeah. No, they did. Yeah. That's why I'm – that's who I'm angry at, Mike. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't clear. I thought By the way, I Disney. enjoyed your theme parks. D Disney, everything you do is magical and also go to hell. Yeah. You suck. Please take more of my money. <laughs> Just stop being so here's, here's my down payment on next month's Disney Plus. Literally, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Um But yeah, fascinating. What else did you did you watch besides Wizard of Oz? Um what's it? Uh It's a Wonderful Life. Oh yeah. That was interesting because it did not do well when it first came out. Really? Yeah. I it, didn't know that. It was actually <clears throat> it 
failed outright. It lost a ton of money. And then because of that, it was a cheap holiday movie that could, that uh, TV channels could buy. And then that's kind of how it blew yeah, up. Yeah, it just got – because they – on TV, they would just play it for free. And what do Americans watch? Free. TV. Yeah, free TV. And they just watched it forever, and then it became known as a classic. You know, growing up – and I don't think I'm the only person who thought this, but – uh, in like every show ever, they mm-hmm. always have an "It's a Wonderful Life" episode. They do where every freaking time. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, "It's a Wonderful Life" is um, a guy kind of was like, "The world would be better off without me." And then if someone, then like an angel or something, was like, "No, it wouldn't." Here's what would happen if you weren't even born, and then just show you all the shit that all would the happen. people that would be dead, all the all what the... would be different if you weren't alive. Yeah, exactly. And every show does this, so I just thought it was just a trope that has no source. Until, like, I was, like, a teenager, and I was like, oh. They did it first. Yeah, that's where it's from. Yeah. And it was okay. Yeah. I've noticed that they a lot of cartoons recycled the same exact episode. You got the It's a Wonderful Life episode. Yeah. You got the, um, oh, shoot. There's a- always a Locked Inside during a Storm episode. Yes, that one, too. Um, yeah, you got, um, oh, shoot. I'm blanking on all of these, but I had a whole list at we, one point. We had one earlier in this episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the, the oh, the, I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. There's you a know lot, the ones. There's a lot of tropes Where that... they just recycle the same the same stuff every Yeah, day. and it's like, oh, oh that's, the that's Oh, the, the kid becomes popular and forgets his friends for a day. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course, of course. Um, winning the lottery. Is that one that happens in every I, episode? I, I feel like that happens... A good amount, like someone gets like super rich and then blows it all. Okay, yeah, that's... and then learns a lesson about not blowing money. If it's a kids show, they have a they have a big episode, like yeah. like the movie Big, where they just become adults and go into credit card debt and stuff. And totally, they realize, totally, totally. Wow, being an adult is hard. I guess I'll be a kid. Wow, yeah. yeah. Wow, good message. Yeah, good Honestly. job. Honestly, great work. What else do you watch, Mike? I um. Actually, listened to a lot. I listened to um, yeah. the original um, War of the Worlds broadcast in 1938, I believe. I think it was Joe who told us to do that. He did. And, and I was the one who did not listen. I, I did because I was like, wow, that actually sounds really interesting. Yeah. And I uh, – so uh, for those of you not familiar with the story, though I'm sure every history class ever has brought it up, um, do you remember? No. Oh, well, it was overemphasized in, in my high school a lot. Um but what happened was in uh, the day before Halloween, going to say 1938, even though I'm not sure about that, um, the, uh, the, the CBS aired a radio play based on the H.G. Wells novel, uh, War of the Worlds. Cool. Which is a the first – I don't know if it's the first actually, but it is a classic science fiction novel about Martians landing on Earth and wiping out all of, human spe- all of the human species. But the pl- – the, uh, the, players that did the the radio play aired it as though it was a real a real invasion <laughs> like as though it, they did it, it was fascinating they did it as though in real life radio broadcasts of like it started out of like oh uh in other news today uh this uh princeton university has noticed some weird flashes that are happening on mars oh my what God. do you think that is we think it might be some undiscovered volcanic activity like stuff like that like as though it was real did people fucking buy it people bought it Yes, there was a mass panic in the streets. Like it was the story was that it, they landed in New Jersey. So there are people in New Jersey with like wet towels on their face running through the streets because they were scared of the aliens' poison gas that was coming for them, and and wow. all this stuff. Um, it was insane. 
and because they announced it in the beginning, like this is a radio place uh, written by written and directed by Orson Welles, but, and then never acknowledged yeah, it again. What if you turn on right after that? Yeah, exactly. Now I would say something like that could not happen today because but, people there there are warnings up the wazoo. There's the internet, but. Well, people buy things on the internet. What are you talking about? No, um, what I'm going to say is, I'm. You remember a few years ago when there was that? Uh, this wasn't a play, but it was an accidental send off to Hawaii, where it was like North Korean missile incoming. This is not a drill. Take immediate shelter. Yeah. And then for like 40 <laughs> minutes, like they got nothing. Yeah, that's right. And people went like in went like insane as they would, mm-hmm. um, because someone fucked up. Dude, there are videos of like people like. <laughs> there was one where it was like a guy got kind of like totally made like just fate with his uh what was happening and he was golfing in Hawaii so he's like just enjoying golf while I still can he's like saying goodbye to his family like yeah. on his phone mm-hmm. like through a video message wow and it's like wow this guy thought he was going to die and he's just like appreciating the world around him and he went golfing super solemnly like he was golfing when the message came oh i thought that he was just like <laughs> you know what i got 40 minutes left might as well get in a few nine hole a few holes <laughs> yeah uh yeah, more power to him yeah no um could you imagine being the guy that fucked that up you know i mean that guy is either fired or dead i would actually argue you should not fire that guy because if there's one guy that is never making that mistake again, <laughs> it's, him. it's yeah, gonna be him. That's honestly, that's a great point. Yeah. I don't know if the government saw it that way. Probably not. He's probably canned as fuck. No, that's that's so true though. Yeah. I mean, there's one person who's not gonna make that mistake again. It's yeah, the guy who made the mistake. <laughs> that's such a good point. Um, but anyway, War of the Worlds. Um, I was, um, very. I was thoroughly impressed with how much I enjoyed it. Really? The acting and everything was superb. It was so the way they did the way the H.G. Wells novel goes is it follows the story of this this uh, professor. I think I read it a very long time ago, but it's it follows one guy retelling the story after humanity is decimated in 40 minutes. I also find a lot of older media does that too, where it's like instead of just the story, it's like a dude telling someone the story. That's true too. Yeah. Which is interesting. It may just be. It's also a lot of H.G. Wells because I've only ever read um, War of the Worlds and The Time Machine. But The Time Machine does the same thing. (laughs) The Time Machine picks up with this is the story that this guy we this guy was like, hey, I have a time machine. Let's go check it out tomorrow. And then the next day they walk in and he is like frazzled and stuff. And he's just like, let me tell you what happened to me. And that's the rest of the book. (laughs) Uh, Wow. H.G. Wells doing a little self-insertion as the author. The storyteller. I wonder if that's what it is. Actually. I think the idea was just like that may be easier for people to comprehend mm-hmm. back then when it was like, like I don't know, like the medium of, well, no, books have been around forever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The, no the, excuse. The no excuse. I mean, he's he's the one that invented so many of the of the things that are now explored. But whether it be aliens or time travel, he was like one of the first people to do that. Cool end of the list of hg wells novels i can remember great two things yeah good list mike thank you um but anyway the the show the uh the book follows one one guy um as he explores this now um martian run reality but the 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 move the radio play is takes place in real time as the martians invade and the 40 minutes in which they take to wipe out all of humanity. Damn, 40 and, minutes. And so it's it's actually really harrowing because it's 
every what they do is they they like and now uh, uh you will hear music from this orchestra and they play that for two minutes and they're like we cut you off your orchestra music for breaking news from Grover's Mill, New Jersey. Carl, take it away. And it's Carl describing the pod that the aliens came in. And then he you hear the people screaming in the background as the alien comes out Shit. and uses the heat ray. And he's like the heat the, the beam is 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 a hundred feet away. Now fifty. And then the then as mid sentence the broadcast cuts, cuts off. off and then for the rest of this broadcast you just listen to all these newscasters slowly start to die as they describe these things <laughs> it is it's fucking insane if and you thought they, that shit was real that was probably like terrifying yeah because that's what would happen <laughs> what if you change the channel and it's just like and now sports it's like why isn't anyone else talking about this <laughs> yeah, exactly and it's like it's CBS too so it's not just some no name tabloid uh, uh, channel or anything like that that's really funny it is and yeah it, then they have intermission and then they basically tell the rest of the story just from the professor's perspective in the, in the second half of the of the <laughs> show but it was just like in the first act I was like holy shit what? I understand it was just like people screaming and then we interrupt this broadcast to advertise to you flaky cereal <laughs> exactly flakies shut up they're immersions I don't <laughs> oh man it was it was really good I actually do recommend it it's one of the best radio plays ever, period, I would argue. Yeah. Be, number one, because of the classic story that came with it. And number two, because it's just really freaking well-written and well-acted. Yeah. Do you know if there are any documentaries about that story? There have to be. Because that's such an interesting story. Yeah. Like, this is what people would do if they actually thought wor the world was going to be this way. And it sounds uh, about the way I thought it would go. Yeah, yeah. Mass panic. And I, I think that they are overestimating journalistic sure. <laughs> integrity, I will say. I'm sure a lot of people got laid that day. Also true, probably, yeah. Probably, probably a lot of kids you, were born nine months later. I wonder if you look at the statistics, <laughs> if there's a boon in the area of New Jersey in particular, where all this, I wonder. That's actually, I, I want to look that up That would later. be awesome. Probably like a... A lot of alcohol stolen <laughs> that day. Probably a lot of looting. <laughs> probably. Um, but, yeah, because it's like... Um, That's oh, awesome. Yeah. But, it, I, like I said, I think they overestimate journalistic integrity just a little bit because all of the broadcasters were like, we are watching and live broadcasting the Martian invasion. We will stay here because it's our journalistic duty to inform the public. The poison gas is moving in now. <laughs> I guess I'll just stay here and die. <laughs> yeah, and he literally that's because literally, I'm a journalist. Because I'm a journalist, and this is what I signed up for. And that what that's what we would all do. All do until the day of our demise, which is forty seconds from now. Anyway, well, I mean, if it was a mass panic that big that like you were like, yeah, everyone, the world's gonna die, mm. you may as well report it. I mean, sure. Yeah. But yeah, I just it was it's just in. Yeah. Hug your loved ones while you still can. Literally, yeah. And the, try flaky cereal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> eat it while you still can. It's also fascinating because spoiler for War of the Worlds, which is weird because it's a classic novel. It's so old that I wonder if the spoiler loop like reached back to spoilers at <laughs> exactly. this point. Exactly. But anyway, spoiler warning. Um, but the way that it ends is the Martians die from diseases. They don't die because of human uprising, which is also fascinating to me that like, and it ends on a, at least the radio broadcast ends on a, um, a beautiful monologue talking about like, um, the earth's defenders of, are the, are the, the most basic forms of life and like stuff the like that. bacteria and shit. Exactly. Yeah. And did all the humans die? Most of them did, but enough survived that they could repopulate. But like, 
pretty much everybody's dead. Cool. Yeah. So anyway, that's uh that's the War of the Worlds by H. G. Wells. It's it's free. Real. <laughs> it's a real story apparently. Um, but it's it is uh public domain. So you real can look it up on uplifting story. Go li- check it out. Yeah, you could look it up on Library of Congress, or I found a a podcast that. Oh shoot, I forget the name of it. I'll look it up later. But um. Or before the end of this podcast, we can cite our source, but who, for a Halloween, I think in 2012 or 2014, uh, was just like, here's the story. I'm just going to play, play this. <laughs> also, how what, what a great idea, because it's a public service, but it's just like, I need to talk for two minutes today, and then I'll just hit play. Yeah, we should do that for our next Halloween. We should, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that's bullshit, but yeah, I'm down. Yeah, no, it's good. Okay. Um well, I mean, since you want to look that up, how about we just play the Pick and Bucket song oh. and let them listen to that while you do? I have one other thing that I talked about. Oh, I, crap. I uh, also listened to several of FDR's Fireside Chats. Also oh, very fascinating. Interesting. Yeah, because those were um, like Obama's YouTube videos and to a lesser extent, the current tweets are like <laughs> Don't the forget first to like time, and subscribe. The, exactly. <laughs> The, but it was the first time that a president really found a way to directly con- communicate with the people. That's cool. Um, I listened to him talk about the housing crisis in a very – very um, or not the housing, the banking crisis, like shortly after he cut down the banks right before the Great Depression really really got going. Cool. Um, and I also listened to him talk about the – World War II before America got involved. And that's really weird because he makes several pre- predictions, none of which turn out well. <laughs> he's, wow. He's like, he basically says something. His basic point in the message was like, yes, we understand what the moral thing uh, perspective is. And it's uh, on the side of the British and all those people. But he was basically like, but we are going to remain neutral and America will not enter the war. And I was like, well, in about two years and three months, that's going to that's gonna change for you, yeah. buddy. Yeah, well. Um, but it, it, yeah, it's really cool to listen in. That is stuff. interesting. Yeah. It's kind of like a snippet out of time. I, I really do like that. Yeah. Anyway, pick and bucket. Here we go. Play that song. Time to pick from the bucket. Time to pick from the bucket now. Anyway, we're back from pick and bucket. I'm wiling it up and then I'm picking and there it is. Um, okay, before Alex announces, I want to uh, shout out Home of the Brave podcast. This is the War of the Worlds thing that I listened to. Uh, they aired it on October 29th, 2017. So it's a free podcast. Um, if you want to go on Apple Podcasts and listen to it and hear Orson Welles' War of the Worlds. Yeah, if you want a really that. easy way to get to it. Yeah. Or you could just come back in 2020s, uh, in our 2020 Halloween special. No, we're, 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 we're sticking, not doing that. We're no. sticking with our tradition. It's too Halloween. fun. It's yeah. too fun, that Halloween uh, thing. All right, Any, anyway, what'd you draw? The challenge for this week is thank you for coming to the movies. Oh, hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what's so? What exactly does that does that translate to? Go to the movies every day. Go to the movies every single day. We gotta, you know what? We uh, are in a society in which like streaming is where you get most of the movies. But I like cinemas. Yeah, they're fun. We we got a new one recently near us. We did, which is awesome. It's got like recliners and shit. Hell yeah, fucking dope. Little tables for each chair. Yeah, um, but you know, we also we gotta support our uh, our local art establishments. Hell yeah, by going to see these billion dollar movies. Yeah, well, yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm probably going support the local establishment. Well, they get some of the yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I don't know. <laughs> I know. I, I'm gonna. But yeah, there are a lot of movies that are out right now that I do want to watch. Um. So I really, 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 really want to go see Cats. 
That's my that's my big thing. God, I'm I telling you, it's not gonna be fun. It's gonna suck so much. No, but how much has it been panned? I wanna see how something could possibly be worth that much hate. I sincerely think it's just mediocre and it's not gonna be fun. It's gonna be like the happening. No way. It's just gonna be boring the whole time. It's gonna make you sad. I don't I don't know about not that. Not even a fun sad. It's just gonna make you sad. Listen, I wanna see James Corden's fall from grace, damn it. He was great in Into the Woods. I love the late late show, but somehow he got talked into doing fucking cats as a weird ass human cat demon hybrid. And I wanna see it. Alright, fine. You wanna go see cats? I really wanna go see cats. Alright, let's go see cats and join <laughs> join us next week for we're, <laughs> What will basically be our just our just our cats review. I am so fucking like excited. A, like two months after the movie came out. I don't care. You've seen the, the 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 reviews. It's like one is like um my favorite ones were one was just uh cats is the worst thing to happen to cats since, since dogs. dogs. Yeah, it's a good one. Another one was just cats one star. Oh god, my eyes. <laughs> Like the guy from SpongeBob. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I am so excited to see how bad this thing is. Yeah. All right. Let's anything else you want to say? No, I don't want to, but we're going, I guess. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. I am ready. So join in next week for the destruction of Alex's soul. Um, and uh, check out our uh, supporting artists. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We have artists that support us. Their uh, information is in the description below. We have Winston de Jesus, who does the podcast cover art, and Adam Rudy, who does the music that you hear on the show. Also, go check out our episode that came out last week. I usually don't plug this our, our own shit, but that was a good episode. We also talked about it at the beginning, so we might as well. Well, yeah. Yeah. This is a good episode. We yeah. had a guest on. Yeah. We only advertise for ourselves when it benefits other people because we're nice. Exactly. So, That's episode yeah. uh, 77. This is episode 78 of The Weekly Undertaking. So check out last week's. Check out any others that strike your interest from uh, episodes before. We're getting close to that point where we've done it all. Only like a few more thousand. A f- we've done We've done a lot. We've done 78 challenges. I think we got a few more in us. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm nowhere near done. Yeah, no way. Come on, we got to hit quadruple digits. <laughs> quadruple? Oh, my God. Um, I don't know about that. We're close to triple. We're going to hit triple. I don't know about quadruple, though. Um, we'll I mean, see. Theoretically, I mean, if you do the math, we do 50 a year, 1,000, that's like, what, 20 years? Yeah, we're not going to do this when we're like 50 40. and have kids. Yeah. <laughs> bold of you to assume that I will have children. That's true. Yeah, bold I... of you to assume that I'll meet someone that I, <laughs> that will want to spend the rest of their life with that me. That will want to reproduce with you. Yeah, that's <laughs> valid. Um, but anyway, t- tune in for that episode, the weekly uh, challenge where it's just find a wife and start a family. <laughs> in a week. In a one week. <laughs> oh man um i'm okay yeah not mentally but i'm okay anyway so if you want to hear that and want to make sure that you don't miss that episode subscribe to us on whatever podcast forum that you are uh are listening to us on also leave a rate and review because that really does help makes it does. us makes us look like a real podcast makes me feel like a good person making a difference in the world hell yeah so uh yeah subscribe to us you found us once you can find us again and um that's it. Our social media description, website description, podcast network description. Oh, yeah. We got to do something with that. Look at our description. Hell, yeah. Uh, until next week, don't forget to challenge yourself. And try something new. Thank you for tuning in. See you then. Goodbye, Goodbye everyone. Goodbye, everyone.